J.M. and the A.M. I thank Rabbi Goldwasser. And again, a reminder, as the rabbi just mentioned, today's Purim Katan on this 14th of Adar, one here at J.M. in the A.M. Well, there was a blog post recently uh, done by Harry Marillis. I'm not sure if Harry's uh, pronunciation of his last name is Marillis or Marillis. Either way, he uh, posted about a woman named Miriam Schwab. And um, once we uh, once we saw the post... Uh, once we saw the story that she was involved with, we um, expressed a desire to get her on the air. She has been amenable to do that. And this is not a Purim joke, even though it's Purim Katan. This is a serious story that happened to her, and um, and she'll describe the uh, uh, the reaction to the entire episode, etc., etc. She is the CEO of a company called Stratic. Miriam Schwab joins us from Jerusalem. Miriam Chag Purim Katan Sameach. Thanks for joining us here at JM in the AM. Thanks for having me. Chag Purim Katan Sameach. <laughs> what is Stratic, by the way? <laughs> you lead a company that does what? So we convert uh, certain types of websites, like WordPress websites, into something called static and serverless. And by doing that, we solve all issues related to slow loading web pages and security. That's it in a nutshell. Very cool. And um, this is a company you started how long ago? Uh, so we incorporated a year ago in January, January 2018. Uh, we're a startup. We sit in a startup accelerator here in Jerusalem called Mass Challenge, and now we're a team of seven. And uh, yeah, it's going well, thank God. Now you were approached, I assume, for the reasons you just described. You were approached by uh, one of the um, uh, weekly Jewish magazines um, uh, that at times features um, entrepreneurs, people who have uh, either started or are now running successful companies. Um, for an interview, and uh, you refused, uh, af- after a little bit of investigation, I should say more clearly, you refused to grant that interview. Would that be an accurate way of saying it? Yeah. So this magazine approached me. They were looking for entrepreneurs, and specifically female entrepreneurs, which I give them a lot of credit for. Um, and we had a great conversation, and then I asked if they would be publishing a picture of me uh, in the magazine. Um, along with the interview, like they do for the men, um, and they said no. Um, then they did offer to make it a sketch. Uh, I said, you know, I don't, it's not a matter of principle that everyone has to see my face, but um, our faces are our identities. And if the men can be, have that form of identification, I want it to. If they want to sketch me, then I ask that all the men in the magazine be sketched as well. Um, they were going to look inside, and I, I haven't heard back from them. Uh, so there's no real reaction. In other words, you told them this, and they had the option, again, to contact you if they wanted to, but they haven't at this point. Yeah, the, they were quite shocked by my reaction. I think that uh, it's not a commonplace reaction to have the opportunity to be profiled in their magazine, which does have quite wide readership, um, and then to say, no, thank you, because uh, they refused to publish photos of women in the magazine. Um, so, so there was an element of shock, and there was also an element of understanding where I was coming from, uh, kind of a sense of helplessness on, on the part of the person I was uh, speaking to. Um, they look, but, you know, they have their reasons, um, which uh, we can get into. But, um, yeah, I mean, uh, this, 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 to, yeah. this might be a stretch for me to say it, but, but they portrayed themselves as they themselves not understanding the policy. That may that may be a stretch, yeah. but it sounded it, it, it there was an element of that as you were listening to the conversation, as you were involved in the conversation. 
Exactly. It wasn't like they defended the policy wholeheartedly and said, well, you know, this is what it is and, and it's, you know, the right way to be. It was more like, well, you know, there are considerations and there's business considerations and this and that. And, uh, you know, we, but, but the, there was not a sense that they were proud of this policy at all. Right. And now the big reveal, and that is that you, Miriam Schwab, are a noticeably orthodox person. Would that be a good way of putting it? Yes, I proudly wear a headscarf wrapped around my head wherever I go. <laughs> um, my point, of course, being it's not like somebody who's from outside the community they normally serve who you know made a point of this or you know was 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 offended by the uh, by the uh, procedure or the or the direction that they were taking. Obviously, you're somebody who's from and living in Yerushalayim and gets the whole thing. And you felt it wasn't appropriate. Now you used, and, and it was interesting because I, th- this is a topic, by the way, that's going to be coming up more and more this week here on this show because of a couple of different guests that we're having. And I am pretty outspoken, uh, as, as frankly, a father of girls about this about this whole issue and the approach of the of that segment of the Orthodox Jewish community to this issue. Um, you you said it as a this is our identity, like that seemed to be the theme of your objection. Could you just expound on that a drop, like what you mean when you say that, so I get the idea of, of you know, what what the offense is on the part of the magazine? Sure. So when you know someone or meet someone, how do you remember who they are or recognize them the second time around? You find out their name and you see their face. And then there's a saying, like, I can't put a name to the face or vice versa, right? Yep. Those are like the two ways that we identify human beings um, in our social circles. And when... Jewish magazines are basically erasing women's faces. They are erasing our identity. They're not giving me the opportunity to have my full identity. My face is definitely part of my identity. It's how someone will recognize me. It's how I communicate with people. It's how my driver's license and my passport knows who I am. Um, And also the concept that my face is immodest to me means that they are saying that my very existence is immodest. We are heading to a point where just seeing a woman's face is something that our society can't handle, then I think it's incredibly problematic, and I will not cooperate with that in any way. Either my full identity is on display, and I just need my face. I don't need full body pictures. I don't need anything else. I mean, people should be able to see my face and know me through that. Um, yeah, otherwise, I'm just, I, I don't want to be part of it. I don't know what the men in your family think about this, but I have heard prominent rabbis say that it's insulting to the men to suggest that it's a bad idea for them to see faces, again, as you said, not full-body pictures, but faces of women in their community in a magazine. And I'm, I'm sure you know what they mean by that. And, uh, again... Yeah. I mean, I think we're, we're discrediting men. What are they? Are men so weak that they cannot handle seeing the face of a woman wrapped in a headscarf and otherwise? But right. let's say, Calva Homer, wrapped right. in a headscarf... Uh, then I, I think that also leads to all sorts of problems, which I'm not going to get into, but um, it's, it's just unfair. And we are active, important members of Jewish society, and we deserve to be seen. Our yep. faces deserve to be seen. And it's important for our daughters to see women in different positions. We want them to aspire and be inspired. They have to be able to see our faces. Because as one rabbi pointed out to me, if we do not allow them to see women from our own community, then the only women's pictures they will ever see both young men and young women in our community will be pictures of people that we we likely do not want them to see or would prefer that they not gravitate to. And I thought that was also a very important point by that rabbi. Yeah, that is that is an interesting point. I hadn't thought of that. Um, 
it's not that we don't necessarily want them to see that, but like we want them to have role right. models right. that uh, have the same lifestyle as them exactly. that they can look up to. And when we're being erased, they don't have that. Um, well, all right. I'm not saying that I'm a role model, by the way. I just, I, I'm yeah, yeah. I, I get it's not that. About me. It's I, about I, I totally, women in general. I totally get that. The funny part of this conversation is that you, you really have not become this, uh, you know, <laughs> this beacon of truth and light for those who are leading this movement. You haven't even heard back from them, and it's only that somebody else, in reference to you, has made this a big deal publicly. You yourself have not really, you know, made this a cause celeb, so to speak. Right. I did write about it on a, a Facebook group for uh, professional women in Israel and outside of Israel. I, I brought it up because it was something that was kind of weighing on me, and I, I was unsure whether my decision was the right one, because by not participating and being in that magazine, I did take away the opportunity for, for women and young women to even just read about a startup founder like myself, who's an Orthodox uh, mother of seven um, living in Jerusalem. But I felt like at some point, the price is too big to pay. And in the end, the interesting thing is this, um, my post was written about in the Jewish Journal, and in the Ford, uh, there was a Ford profile about me, and, um, and I was on this blog, and now on this radio uh, interview. So in, the story is coming out in different ways, uh, and hopefully, I hope people will hear it. And I really hope men will hear this. And what I mean is, I would like to ask men, when they are given the opportunity to be interviewed in these, in these magazines, with their face being prominently displayed, to think twice about whether they want to participate in that approach to Judaism as well. Understood. Appreciate what you have to say. And like I said, uh, one of the reasons we asked you on is because the, the nature of our guests uh, this week, I know this topic is going to become uh, an even a broader discussion here and a very, very important one. I'm, I'm already being criticized on my own app about bringing this up on Purim Katan because it's a quote-unquote divisive issue, but I don't know. I think it is, it's something that has to be brought to the forefront and at least discussed so people uh, from our point of view, can at least understand where the other side is coming from, and if we feel that they are uh, acting in a way that's detrimental, as I described earlier and you described, uh, then they'd be uh, called out on it. It's uh, you know simply as simple as that. I, th I think it's, it's yeah. important to discuss it and not sweep it under the carpet. Right, exactly. Um, it doesn't mean that we have to be divisive or hate each other. I respect uh, the Haredi population. I'm very actively involved in different programs here in Jerusalem for Haredi women to support them in developing their careers, and I love it. And I love the community. I just personally think this this approach is incredibly problematic. Well, I've seen your picture because there are some people brave enough to print it, and you look like you fit right <laughs> in to the Haredi community and, and, and other segments of our community as well. So collect a vote for that. Yeah. Miriam Schwab, thank I thank you. you. Continued good luck with Stratic, and I thank you for your point of view on all this and for sharing the story with us. Thank you for giving me a voice on this. I appreciate it. Miriam Schwab here at JMNAM. Rabbi Yaakov Horowitz is going to be joining us later in the week, and I'm sure, uh, because he has so much to say about Jewish education and raising children, I am sure, knowing his positions on these matters, that uh, that this will be part of the conversation, and we will do it in a very, very respectful way, uh, but in a, in a way that uh, hopefully will make some people think about what's happening in our community in a very sensitive area. Tuesday morning broadcast on this Purim Katan at JMNAM.